Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. Apologies for not posting on Thursday. I literally just ran out of steam with the two podcasts a week pace. But... I think maybe one a week will be more our pace from now on. Uh, when life gets busy, it's hard to uh, keep finding the guests. Uh, but anyway, the last podcast had such a great reaction. I think it deserved a week hanging out there. Uh, and thanks for all the feedback on that uh, from everybody. Uh, and thanks for all the support for both myself and Maeve for the honesty of the podcast. Um, anyway, we are back with a great chat with Ronnie Cheng. This week, uh, Australians know Ronnie as the hugely successful uh, Malaysian-born, Singapore-raised, Australian university-educated comedian uh, who has sort of risen through the ranks of the Australian comedy scene very quickly. Uh, he recently had a, a sitcom on uh, ABC TV about uh, sort of... Uh, Asian student arriving in Australia, which has been now picked up for, by Comedy Central USA and ABC for a full series coming out in 2017. So you'll be hearing a lot more from Ronnie. Americans will be familiar with Ronnie because he is one of the new correspondents on The Daily Show uh, with Trevor Noah. And uh, so he's making huge waves in the United States. I know him from doing the festivals in Australia over the years. And uh, well, we, we developed a good friendship before, but he is uh, ethnic Chinese and a Mandarin speaker, though not his first language. His first language is English. Uh, so we, we kind of had a, had a deeper bond as a result of uh, being able to talk about uh, my Chinese experiences and just, just maybe uh, getting a deeper, uh, I got a deeper level of understanding of, of who he is as a result of doing that. Nonetheless, we had a great chat in his apartment in Manhattan yesterday. And uh, so this is Ronnie Chang. Oh, you know, it's funny. Test, test. Your new apartment is... Uh, it sounds like we're doing this in um, like a museum. Oh, you can hear it? I yeah, can just so hear I'm the acoustics of... Uh, yeah, because I like to live like a serial killer. Your empty New yeah. York apartment. My ideal apartment has one piece of furniture, a desk, maybe a chair. Yeah, you're like That's George Clooney and Up in the Air. Yes. Did you see that movie? Yes, I did. It's mm. a good movie. I prefer thinking of myself as Michael Schofield just before he rescues his brother. And he's in his apart city apartment with no furniture because he doesn't need it because he's about to break his brother out of prison. But but you're going to have to tell me the movie. No, uh, Prison Break. Oh, the TV I, show. I didn't see it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, what about Up in the Air? I saw that. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Did but you, re just, did you relate to it? Too much, which is, always <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is always a worry. You know, it's like, oh, I can really identify with this cold kind of... <laughs> guy that has no home and no sense of place and, and going around firing people yeah desperate for uh desperate for some deeper relationship and having affairs with married women yeah well he didn't know that he didn't know to be yeah. fair but how about that scene where he break like he finally gets to like the i don't know a room of motivational speaking like the a rooms like the comedy seller of motivational sp speaking yeah and then he just halfway through his set he just bails yeah because well, he's like no it's all nonsense it's all nonsense you know and so 
So the question is, did he was that a good thing that he bailed in the sense that he discovered that all this is bullshit, or is it a bad thing that he gave up a chance to do something he really liked? Well, that's that's the dilemma. I guess the the Wall Street trader says he blew it, and uh, you know the 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 enlightened, emotionally intelligent male says he has finally reached that point where mm -hmm. he realizes his goals were empty. Right. And now he perhaps has a chance for genuine fulfillment. But not with that woman. No. The, 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 but that it's worth the risk of being vulnerable. I mean, it really depends. Mm -hmm. It really depends. Hitting on big close to home for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hitting close yeah, to home. Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of that is about, you know, fear of vulnerability, fear yeah. of intimacy, and, yeah. you know. You're a pretty evolved person, right? Evolved? Yeah. No, I think I'm. Uh, You're I pretty think I'm like aware. Male. No, I think I'm like aware, but I think awareness and enlightenment are two different things. Okay, what's and the difference? Well, I think you know having awareness, like knowing things, for example, like knowing about people's fears of vulnerabilities and knowing about uh, you know the dynamics of relationships is one thing, but being able to put them into practice is another. Like somebody who can who can live fearlessly and not be afraid to get hurt sure. that person is the more enlightened person but the aware person might be good at giving advice but perhaps they're not good at living it do you think you're better giving advice well, let me just tell you something what? about this dynamic yeah i'm fucking interviewing you oh. <laughs> <laughs> i find you to be a very interesting person yeah though. i know but I, I, I but but unfortunately the way this works is we have to find out why you're interested but you're way more interesting than me like well, you okay got well it's not an interesting competition <laughs> I, I haven't think even bloody introduced you yet. you should you should have audition for the most interesting man in the world that beer guy that next generation you know they changed that guy dos, dos equis the beer oh i didn't know the most interesting man in the world yeah it's this big ad campaign where the fuck have you been listen man i get it that you're like my fluffer you know <laughs> ronnie has always been like my fluffer like any anytime we meet he gives me a lot of like uh you know confidence and compliments but at the same time <laughs> you're, you're too enlightened you don't need it no no you're like way aware of your place you're no, like i'm I, awesome I, I, I don't think you're full of shit but i think you have an inflated sense of my interesting no but that's fine i don't that's, think so that's fine. i think i have an accurate sense of your interesting us well I, well i appreciate it you know i consider you a good friend yeah you know since we started talking about up in the air and yeah. the sort of coldness of human relationship yeah. we're not gonna get too intimate right now okay <laughs> <laughs> Plus I, I know that you're you're of asian extraction so yeah. perhaps yeah. you know it's a it's a it's a loose face situation to get too sort of oh well maybe you're just giving me face are you just fucking are you giving me maybe face? i am giving you face you're just giving me face i think i but what well, you say like it's a bad thing it's a good thing <laughs> to give people face <laughs> giving people face is a good thing yeah the I alternative know. is worse yeah i know but no i mean of course i'm, I'm kidding but I, I i you know but sometimes i guess the thing about face that bothers me sometimes is it feels like it's a it's a it's a cultural necessity rather than a genuine feeling yeah but but then it starts from a like necessity makes it genuine like when someone gives you face it becomes really giving you face right you can't fake give someone yeah no i get it like 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 a culture that hugs and kisses when they say hello yeah. even though it's just a cultural norm it does it becomes yeah there's yeah. A, there's an intimacy to it the physical contact yeah. creates a feeling so I, I i get that yeah which by the way is how my experience my first experience in australia I was like oh girls kiss you on the face what the fuck yeah, so That's tell me about it because close. I was actually I'm actually curious about that because yeah. I, I I know you quite a while and yeah. obviously I know that you're Malaysian but Chinese ethnicity and all yeah. that but I, I I don't really know a lot about your your first arrival to Australia uh -huh. and 
what was going into your head, the uh-huh. culture shock stuff. Well, How tune, old were you? Well, tune in uh, ABC or Comedy Central US, uh, June 2017. My new series addresses it. Um, uh, I was 18 when I went to Australia. Oh, you were only you were 18? Yeah, you didn't know that? I went there for university. I went there for law school. I didn't go there. I, didn't, I wasn't there when I was a kid. I went there as an adult. My ideas of the world fully formed. My accent set. Yeah, <laughs> and um, your international school accent set. set. <laughs> and um, where is this guy from? <laughs> yeah, no, but, but that that like I got a bit about this that like in peop like in Western countries I sound super Chinese, and then in Asia I sound super white. Yeah, and I'm saying the exact same shit, but they hear different things. You know, like in 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 Western countries I'm like the most Chinese person they have ever met. Like no one sounds this Chinese. Really? Yeah. Well, you're you're more evolved, yeah, so yeah. you find it weird. But but people are like, oh, this guy sounds super Chinese. Like to the point where people, uh, like on the internet, accuse me of faking the accent to be more Chinese. The, yeah, <laughs> they were like on the Daily Show that like, he's can't that can't be real. That accent is he's fucking putting it on to pull a John Oliver on on the Daily Show. Really? Yeah, to be like he's like the, the you know how John Oliver is like super British. Yeah, on, on TV? which is genuinely him. Right, which is genuinely him, and this guy's being super Chinese just to count like be the Asian version but of the John funny Oliver. thing is about John Oliver, he's not even super British it's just the American no, perception he's right. like he's just British. no that's a great point <laughs> and that that they you know and I've been finding I've been discovering that um, America often well I shouldn't say this but pe- people have been saying asking me to give an international perspective but what America really wants is they want uh, what America thinks an international perspective is, yeah. and if you give them what your real perspective is, it's too much nuance, and they can't get it. Like uh, when I go, I'm, I'm, I was like born in Malaysia, but I'm ethnically Chinese. And I grew up in Singapore, and then I, 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 I was like spent ten years in Australia, going to law school and doing comedy. That's too many things. Yeah. Like you so cannot you're Asian. be. You're Asian, right? Yeah, you just gotta be Asian. <laughs> like you can't start giving no. It's fucking too complicated. And to be fair, it's kind of complicated to put into a piece. Yeah, well, your identity is complicated. It is complicated. Yeah, it is complicated. But the the you know and and it's something which I'm starting to discover that it doesn't. It, it's hard to. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to be too accessible, but I'm like, it's too hard to let people in America understand. It's too many things. Yeah. Well, without digressing too much, yeah. I think it's pr- you're probably noticing it more here because. Yeah. One thing I noticed being back here doing comedy is yeah. they love their identities here. They, right. they need to put you into a box here. Sure. So they want you to fit into that sure. Asian box. Sure. But you're an international guy. Yeah, sure. And so to, to be fair, I mean, I do fit into, I don't know what box I fit into, but I probably fit into Asian box more than anything, right? So I You mean, do fit into the Asian box, like highly yeah. motivated, smart. Uh, Sound, look like, look, yeah, yeah, small yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, I have a no, I accent. Mean, look, yeah, yeah. Physically, physically you're Asian. Yeah, physically, <laughs> yeah. Physically, uh, and um, uh, yeah. So I do fit into that box. To be fair, I do fit into that box more. But yeah, there's too much nuance. And you can't put nuance in. God forbid you try to, you know, be more than one thing. And then <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm, I'm yeah. yelling like I'm unhappy about it. But yeah, I understand it's confusing because I don't know how many people. Works for Bill Burr. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 God forbid you, you um, uh, try to... Um. Yeah, be more than one thing. Um, oh, when you can't. Yeah. So, but so when you got to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 like a proper immigrant at 18. I always yeah. forget, I kind of forget that about you. That's that. That's. But I don't sound Australian. So why would you? Forget no, I that? know, I know. But I just I don't know. You just. You don't see race because you're. 
I enlightened yeah, being. I just, being, I just kind of forgot, really, yeah. to be honest. That's like my wife. My wife doesn't hear the accent either. Yeah, I was doing that. And then I did law school for five years. I did uh, two degrees at once um, cause <laughs> I, uh, because I fucking could. Because uh, <laughs> it's genetic. Yeah, because it's genetic. <laughs> I did a commerce degree and law degree at the same time. And um, uh, and then I I came out and then I just did comedy. I didn't do, I couldn't get a job, so I just did comedy. And then, yeah, what a decision. Yeah, what a decision. I mean, whatever. I feel like you say like it's nothing, but man, that no, but coming I, from that world, I know. But coming from that world, it is a big switch. I'm sure you've been asked a million times, but like, where the fuck did that come out of? I mean, that's such a that's such a. But you, but you know, you know the same thing where it's like you do it once and then it goes well and then you're hooked. Yeah, I know, but there must have been something in you. I mean, in the midst of doing two degrees and coming from yeah. Asian culture, I mean, it's kind of a racist thing. But I bet you get asked more than I do how your parents felt about it. Yeah. Um, so, so I mean, I just didn't tell them. Yeah, but like, we, we, you just were into comedy, yeah. Yeah, I know. I just I saw it. I said, hey, I think I can do that. I feel like I can do that. I want to tr- see if I can. I want to give it a try. So I just went on stage at this campus comedy thing. I just tried it. I still have a recording of it. It's awesome. The first gig. I was going to put it on my as a bonus feature on my special, but then I never got onto it because I'm lazy. So I just have this video now. Oh, it was an actual video? Yeah, of like what my were first you talking gig. About? I was talking about getting mugged. I was talking about playing footsie with my sister. And then I, I did this <laughs> bit about, I can't remember, what was it? Um, something about Chinese people, like white guys dating Asian girls or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Where it was like... Um, like I think they make like the best kids, like the best looking people are like half half. Yeah, and they're like the daywalker from Blade, where they have like all the strengths and none of the weaknesses, of like, <laughs> of like both races. Oh right, so they're like super intelligent, but a little bit taller. No, they are super intelligent, but they also shower. I think was. <laughs> oh jeez. What's, what's the joke? They were a little bit less. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that was the bit. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, I, I, I can't remember. I love, I, the, much. I love the freedom of those first gigs where you realize that you don't know that you're not supposed to say certain things. Yeah, thing. you yeah. Just say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was it. Um, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they were good at math, but they also showered or something like that. I can't, I can't remember. I haven't seen that video in a while. Jesus. Yeah, I'd like to see you bring that bit back. See how. It yeah, goes. see how it goes now. <laughs> but now you'd probably do it with more panache. You'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, like this is it now. Yeah, I'm like, saying, I'm saying that. Yeah, I'm saying that now. Boom. Yeah. Drop see how the, it goes. Y- you're right with the rubbing of the head of the mic there. Oh, sorry. About that. You can, you can hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have the headphones oh, on. Good, good thing I'm monitoring. Right? Yeah. Just need to rub it a bit, just for luck. Yeah. <laughs> I should have drew a number eight on it so you'd feel more, <laughs> feel comfortable, more comfortable. My yeah. lucky mic. Yeah, people don't know what you're talking about. I know. Sorry. Man. Number eight um, is like lucky in Chinese. Yeah. So, so when you started doing comedy, yeah, like, did you did you make a conscious decision to be like, I'm not just gonna be like Asian comic? No, I just I, went on because it was Peter Russell Peters was the king at that time. So um, you made a decision not to do that stuff. No, no, no. I made. I was. I was like, yeah, let's talk about being Asian. And oh, then, oh, and okay. then And then in Melbourne, you learn. You learn that. Oh, that. Like people, like they, st- I started, you know, I, I like to think I'm pretty in tune with people and then it, like EQ wise. And then you start going like, oh, what? Like people are always encouraging. But then there was a bit of like, oh, you got, you know, there was a bit of hesitation with my act. I was going really well. And then I was like, oh, I started realizing that it's 
easy it's too easy it's too easy to do that and maybe it's already been done because you have no history of the knowledge of, course, yeah. of comedy every com- all the comedy that's ever been done you don't know you just start out you just jump on a mic and you just oh, so you started to feel the resistance from people being like yo man just the asian guy is not- there was a little bit of that and also personal growth where you start watching more comedy and you start getting into the I, ha- I hate to say art form because it's so wanky but the into the industry of it where you're like watching other people's sets watching people's sets like you know from overseas and you're like okay i i get why this is people have been this has been done then you gotta move on and i think i lean too far away from that where i was like yeah because then you're you're missing parts of yourself yeah yeah because everybody's totally. immigrant experience is unique in totally. its own way totally and so you i lean too far away from that i wasn't talking about race at all and then and then i kind of realized like oh i should talk about because that's who i am and it's it informs everything I do. And then you just have to find a balance. It's an art. It's not a science. You got to find yeah. out, figure out the balance of like not going to find it that well. And then, but still um, having something original and unique to say, you know, some funny spin or some good perspective that only you can have. And no one's been like Chinese and 30 in 2016. You know, I'm like I'm the only guy who's, yeah, well it still informs your that's everyday what I mean. life sometimes. That's what so I mean. So it would be weird to completely ignore it. Right. Exactly. And also to be Chinese in 2016 is different to being Chinese in 1995. 100%, so, man, so, which is super interesting. Right. Because now, now, like, actually, wh- what do you think are the big differences? Between 2016 yeah, and... Yeah, just, just as an example, since you said that, uh, like... I mean... I don't mean what are they do. I just mean it, it's definitely a different Asian experience nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I guess people... Uh, yeah, I guess people... Oh, okay, I'll give you an example. Normal. I'll give you an example. Yeah. It's more normal to be Chinese now. China wasn't being shouted about in presidential debates right. <laughs> 20 years yeah, ago, for that's example. That's a good point. You know? That's a good point. Yeah. So you, you, your culture, or sorry, the, the assumption of your culture yeah, by, yeah. by the passerby yeah. 20 years ago was probably poor immigrant, you know, communist Or alien. Yeah, or super or, alien. Yeah, like yeah. super foreign. Like what the fuck is this? Yeah, now it's like part of the, the power structure of the world, blah, blah, blah. Right, I mean, right. it, d- it just seems to be a different dynamic in yeah. terms of how people look at Asians. Plus, even 20 years ago, I feel like the stereotype of motivated Asian student uh-huh. has become much more of a trope than it was 20 really? years ago, I think. Really? Yeah. I thought it was always there, but okay. Well, no, but I mean, it, it's become more pre- prevalent in American education, for okay. example. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's stories about from the Ivy League, like Harvard, where they have to deny... Asian people based on Literally race because there's too yeah, many. The, the, the opposite of, of um, affirmative action. Affirmative action. Yeah, it's a- affirmative so there's actually discrimination yeah. against the smartest American students because they're concerned yeah. about the amount of Asians yeah. in Harvard. Yeah, and I don't know how to fall on that issue. You know, I'm not expert in it. I mean, I don't know what do you really want Ivy Leagues for of Asian people. Like, so there's like it's not. Yeah, well, I guess the question is why does it matter? Oh, why does it matter? Race? Yeah, that's a good point. I guess. Yeah, I never thought. Of, I mean, yeah, you can. I mean, I can ways. get it, yeah. Cause but I, then, I, won't you? Don't you want diversity in your university? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the argument for for affirmative, affirmative action, action is yeah. we want diversity. But I, I always thought the argument for affirmative action was some people are not getting an opportunity uh-huh. because of things working against them. Yeah. I never really thought too oh. much about people aren't getting an opportunity because there's too many. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a weird. It changes. It. It's a weird. Dynamic again that changes that. So that's a 2016 issue. Asians being too into Ivy League schools. But you're not. You're not. When when you say the 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 Chinese American experience to or sorry the Chinese experience in yeah. 2013 is yeah. different to 20 years ago. Yeah. You didn't mean specifically about like you find the humor in the comparisons of. I, no, you not just comparison. mean that you are 
you're not making a decision on what's unique, but you know that there's something unique about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. We got Snapchat now. We got like, you know, iPhones, you know, so my, the stuff which I talk about hopefully is going to be different to what Margaret Cho talked about. Yes, exactly. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. And you know, somehow, yeah. for some reason, I don't know why, she's like the benchmark. Like, I feel like, like I never heard the term bamboo ceiling before, you know? That's pretty funny, yeah. Yeah, bamboo and uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Wong f f uh, familiarized me with the... Right, bamboo ceiling. Yeah, yeah with the bamboo ceiling. Yeah. And she's always the example that's given of... Breaking the bamboo ceiling? Well, well, actually, when it kicked in on her. I just met know? her last week, by the way, for the first time. But yeah, anyway. she's very cool, but... Yeah. You know, people think that she was held back. And then other people used Margaret Cho's experience mm -hmm. of her show not working because people weren't ready for Asian humor in yeah. that way. Yeah. They used that as an example for years. Yeah. And they feel like off the boat, this American series yeah. is now the thing that has sort of really broken the yeah. bamboo ceiling. Yeah. But uh, so it's just interesting that you mentioned her because she's always the example that's given of the sort of previous Asian comedic yeah. slash performer experience yeah. Yeah. versus now. Right, right, right. Yeah, she's the pioneer, right? So what were you guys talking about? She's the OG. I just said, uh, I, I saw her, we were watching a Q&A with Trevor Noah at Toronto, JFL Toronto. Yeah. And then I just, she was saying that, so I just said, hey, I, I just want to say hi. Because one time she like tweeted me something or retweeted something I did. and But we never, we've never spoken before. And then I just said, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. And that was it. And then we... I went to the green room to say bye to some people and then she came in because she was on the next show and then we just talked for a little bit, you know, nothing major. Didn't yeah. take any photos and do any selfies, any of that shit. We just spoke a little bit about people, we common people we knew. Yeah. And um, yeah, didn't go into anything intense about politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Into it. Because the funny thing is, he, I mean, we've been talking for so long about, yeah. a, you know, Asian stuff. Yeah. But for me, over the years of watching your comedy, I... I thought less about your Asian identity and more just about a sort of, maybe this is not fair, but like voice of the millennial generation right, right, right. slash like uh, the voice of the digital native. Yeah. I, like I, I, I see you as just like a quintessential modern guy. I'm 40, you're 30. Yeah. And you just came of age in the digital age where I sort of came of age and then watched the digital age arrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like when I watch a comedy, I go, wow, he has such a better handle on right. that stuff than I do. So sure. I look at you as a sort of sure. voice of that age. It is interesting because I, and I, this is another point that ties back to being Asian on TV or just performing arts is that people look at you to be, like we need Asians in the media, but then you can't be too Asian. You need to be just like a fucking normal person. So it's like, we want you to be, we want Asians in, but then once you get in, it's like, yeah, don't be so Asian because then it's, yeah. it's making us look bad. So, sorry, that, my point ties into what you're saying about just being a normal person and just talking about being. Oh, so was that actually a conscious decision that you made? Um, like I said, I'm still trying to find a balance. Like, when I, you know, I'm still, I'm only seven years in, so I'm still trying to figure out the balance. But, uh, so sometimes I hit, if there's an Asian point, I hit it. If there's something, a personal story that involves being Asian, I'll, if, if I hit it at a unique angle, I'll, I'll go for it. And then I'll just talk about being alive in 2016 and that kind of stuff, you know. So I, is it a conscious decision? I guess it's a conscious decision to not have one hour of Asian shit. Yeah, that's yeah, a conscious yeah, yeah. decision. Yeah. Uh, and not write a joke and just... I think the way I used to put it was like, don't, don't go to it uh, immediately anytime you write a joke, but then if it comes up, don't be, a, don't be scared to exploring i think that was how yeah that's how i try to approach it but um yeah so so when i do the sh comedy it's always like um try to just talk about being a normal person and then if being asian comes up i just kind of yeah 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 
So you're only seven years doing it, and now yeah, 2009, March 2009 is when you started. Yeah, was I started? Yeah, is that seven years? Yeah, that's seven years. Yeah, Just and now seven. you're now you're a correspondent on the Daily Show. Yeah, so dreams can't come true, everybody. Yeah, but I mean that's pretty. Just pick up a mic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone can do it. No, but that's pretty amazing. I mean, I guess a guy that can juggle two degrees and then just finish them and be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do comedy." is probably somebody that has a chance. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. You need a lot of luck and a lot of breaks. And you need to have a lot of self awareness. I don't know. You, you, I don't, I don't, like, you know the drill. No, no, yeah. I know the drill, but yeah. it's still amazing that timing was good. I mean, the change of hosts, like that. You know, we feel, isn't there like a? Don't you feel that's like a changeover in comedy right now? A changeover in comedy, like generation. Well, in American comedy, yeah. to a degree, yeah, yeah, there's a sort of a change generational of the guard. shift. I guess so. And uh, cr cr creating a bit of a divide because you know there's still the old generation who's like, like I don't, I don't know. Angry. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, I, don't know, I don't say angry, but it's just like not connecting with the newer generation yes. of stuff. And then there's a new generation of people who are looking for newer things. You know, so they're looking for divide. like a new voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we're in the middle of that, and that's that's fair, right? Like. That's yeah. fair to say, and that happened. No, I think it's fair. Did it can you think before? of two? Can you think of a good example from now or before? No, just just both. Like, just it's an interesting thing you say. I'm just curious to know if you've had any more like in-depth thoughts about it. Yeah, I mean the fact that we've had so many changeover of hosts. Yeah, don't you think of like late-night talk show hosts? Like, say what you want about late-night television, but it is the I I see them as the benchmark for comedy, right? As in the the indicator of where comedy is at. Yeah, right? sure. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we've had changeovers, what, like Fallon taken over and then Colbert take, took over and yeah. Trevor obviously taken over and, um, uh, who's Seth, James Corden, yeah, yeah, Corden, everyone changing over. Yeah. So a bit of shifting the guard, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know about the UK though. In the UK, has there been a shift? I mean, um, I don't know. I'm just not, you know, it's weird. Yeah. I, I, I don't pay attention to it as much. I feel like, I feel like that. In the in the UK and Ireland, but Ireland's too Ireland's too much of its own animal sure. to make a comment on. But yeah. in the UK, I feel like it's always a bit more fluid there to a degree. Okay, yeah. Like there's just more changing. There's more comics and there's more fucking panel shows and. Yeah, there's just a bit. It feels like there's a little bit more fluidity to it to a degree. I yeah. feel like here it's like somebody gets a position and they stay, stay there, there for, for a 20 long years. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and there's a kind of a. Things are guarded here. You know, the industry is more powerful here. and stuff You think like that. so? Okay. I, I think the industry itself, yeah, it's, okay. uh, it's, it's just different. But anyway, that, that's neither here nor yeah. there. But yeah, so, so you feel to a degree that you've benefited from the changing of the guard and you were brought in as a sort of a I think so. I think I hit, I hit the wave. I think I hit the wave. I just happened to be at the right spot at the right time. You know, I'm not the funniest guy. I'm not the most talented dude. Like, uh, every day I'm surrounded by people... Not just at the Daily Show, but every t every time I do a gig in New York, or even in Australia, I'm like, "Fuck, these people are really funny." Like, like I'm, you know, I'm not as funny as these people. I just happen to be in the right place at the right time and hit the wave the right yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. let's not forget because we haven't discussed it. I, I don't think we need to discuss it. But let's not forget you got you were hugely successful in Australia before the Daily Show thing came. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you forget because you've been here now as a sort of a relative newcomer in yeah, people's minds. Yeah, yeah. But you were a superstar in Australia before you I'm left. I'm a superstar. Okay, well, you were large, huge. I, I wasn't a Des Bishop of Australia. Oh, That's what God, you're saying. Jesus Christ. You always bring it back <laughs> to me. You're so goddamn Asian uh, with the fucking I modesty. I oh, tell me a tianxu. Tell me a tianxu. Tell me a tianxu. Like, yeah, but like, just, just for a fucking second, just uh -huh. stop with the tianxu. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but you were, okay, so you were you were very successful in I was Australia. okay, yeah. Yeah, so when you, you, you came here as a, as a yeah. newcomer. So it was more than just luck. I mean, people were noticing... You, sure. You didn't, just, you didn't just happen upon an audition. I mean, sure. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, but still, like I said, there's people who do what I do in Australia and they didn't get to do TV shows in America. So I don't know. I always, yeah. And it's interesting, right? That America is like the, yeah, it's still the place where you can feel the most fulfilled with your art. I don't know. Is it yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, like, um, j- I don't know what it is. Like, they just have a, do you watch Frost Nixon? The movie? The movie, yeah. yeah. Where he goes, that Frost at one scene, he just goes like, success in America. It's like success nowhere else. And yeah, but it is true. There's <laughs> yeah. this obsession that this is yeah. the... And there's an arrogance also amongst yes. American comics that yes. like, why would you bother anywhere else yeah, if yeah. you could do it here? Yeah. Which I, I, I disagree with to, to a degree. No, I know you disagree with that. And there, you are right. Um, and it's weird because we, we've, we're pretty well-traveled with comedy. Like... Let's pat ourselves on the back for one second here. Yeah, like, I know, but more than a lot of a lot of successful American yeah, comics yeah. are are, are yeah. less traveled. So so we've seen it all, and we know the drill. We know how to win in like oh, what's what does it mean to win in Australia? What does it mean to win in the UK? What does it mean to win in America? And we're still here, so you know there's something there's something to it here that you know what I mean. Like we've seen it. We're not speaking from er- well from ignorance. Like we've like oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't particularly think that. It, the guy that makes it in America versus the guy that makes it in the UK. Like, I, I, I don't think uh, sort of quintessentially sort of, I, I don't know what's a good comparative example, mm-hmm. but mm. like people look down on Russell Peters, but they completely dismiss what he right. achieved in terms of tapping into a right. certain voice. Right, right. And perhaps that they don't understand his audience and that's fine. Right. They want to look down on him. But right. at the end of the day, his success in Asia it's transcendent. Not, yeah, yeah, but it's also not less. I don't no, think it's, it's not less no, than it's not. American success. I don't think but so, yeah. That is a perception, and that's fine. Th- I think I think you could read into that so many different yeah, things. Okay, 100%. But but cultural dominance being number one. But I will agree with you that it is up to what, end of the day, it's obvious, but it's up to what you want, right? What you, you want to yeah. do. You want to do. And yeah. So, I mean, Russell Peters, yeah. he Man, he was so big. People were quoting... People were quoting him in law school. Like white guys were quoting his set verbatim to girls. Like I remember walking down the corridor and this dude was like quoting his set from memory to these two girls who were listening to him and all these white like three white people. And I was like, fuck man, Russell Peters is like But the truth is, man, until I lived in China, like I had no time for Russell Peters. Right. And then after living in China for a while, I watched some of his bits about China. Yeah. And I was like, Holy shit, this yeah. is astute. Yeah. This is not easy yeah. throwaway it's comedy not, it's not yeah not he's not just nailing the cultural nuances yeah. he's nailing the accents too yeah, yeah. like yeah. so much so that it was impressing me yeah. you know and yeah. i was like wow yeah. now i get it you're welcome to welcome to ethnic humor my friend <laughs> <laughs> you, you you entered the world of ethnic humor and started appreciating it <laughs> yeah yeah to a degree yeah. but then well i want to talk about this in a minute yeah, but don't please. forget that i mentioned this I entered. I mentioned. I entered ethnic humor to a degree, but when I came to America and talked about my Chinese experience, it was amazing how I felt a bit more resistance, more from white people than anybody else. Right. But this sense of the way you're talking about China, you have yeah. to be seriously careful because they were concerned right. about the way you, you would offend Chinese Americans. This is not for this conversation, but I was like, did you try setting up better, being like? I went to China for two years no, to I learn. Had to, I had to change it in America. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. there was more of a sensitivity. But for now, let's just stay focused. Okay, you're sure. so bloody modest. Yeah, sure, sure. You couldn't... I'm genuinely curious about it. Yeah, you. but you couldn't blow smoke up your own ass about the fact that you're now a correspondent on The Daily Show. Yeah, whatever, man. It's correspondent. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's not whatever. It's pretty fucking interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you want to know about it? It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool job. It's a lot of pressure. The only way to deal with that pressure is to just be day-to-day. And everyone at The Daily Show is super down-to-earth. Like I think it comes from John Stewart himself, who I only met twice. So what the fuck do I know? But 
He was a he. He looks like a pretty down to earth guy. He dresses in a t shirt and baseball cap more than anything else. You know, he um, he would say. He, I just learned this on the trip I just made with an executive producer. We both went to do this gig. We drove for like three hours each way. So I spent six hours with this EP at the day. It's your longtime EP. He does stand-up comedy, Adam Lowett. He was telling me about how John would say, because they, they took a private plane once from a live show, live daily show taping in, in North Carolina back to New York. And this, this producer wanted to take a selfie with John Stewart and the private plane. And he's like, I never do this, but how can I not with John Stewart in a fucking private plane? And John was kind of like, uh, you know, I just like to think if you've been in the end zone, pretend you've been there before. That's what he said. And I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds about right, you know. And it's weird in this day and age, right? We got to fucking brag so much. Like, I feel like I'm hurting my sales every time I don't brag about something. In America, but, yeah. Yeah, but I just but can't bring like myself to fucking talk about every gig I'm doing. Like, I no, but I think, I, what I think is interesting, because I haven't heard that many people talk about it myself. I yeah. mean, I'm sure it's out there. Is yeah. Suddenly, you're in this world of well, you're in the, you're in the center point of satirical comedy. Yeah. Like you're in the you're yes. you're in the downtown, the Times Square. Yeah, yeah. Of, <laughs> of uh, yeah. Of in the NBA. Yeah, you really are in the NBA of satirical comedy. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. So I guess I don't know. I'd probably be a bit more excited. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, I am excited, but yeah, like I'm I mean, curious about the dynamic of the the sort of creative dynamic of being in there. Yeah, you kind of you got you got you got to. Uh, American television you gotta throw your weight you gotta like pitch ideas you know you gotta be I don't know what it's like in yeah were you intimidated yeah hell yeah I mean it's a bunch of people who've been working together a long time who are very good at their jobs and you're fucking coming in you're trying to add a joke to like we watch a video we're just riffing on this video right and you have to like throw your ideas into the pot every in front of everybody you know it's a very it's a very collegiate atmosphere but at the same time you don't look like an idiot in front of these guys who yeah, but even even in collegiate atmospheres, there's competition and there's. You know what? I gotta say, I think the Daily Show is much better at like they don't. It doesn't feel like a. It doesn't feel like contribute or you're gonna get fired. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it feels like until you get fucking fired. Until you get fired. <laughs> until you get fired, then it's like oh fuck, I should have contributed more. <laughs> but but uh, it doesn't. Feel, it feels like collegiate atmosphere. It's yeah. very like family. Maybe because I'm a correspondent, so it's a different vibe. But um, it's very like. Um, supportive and encouraging and like um, it used it not like it's not cutthroat doesn't feel cutthroat oh, it doesn't feel cutthroat. it doesn't feel cutthroat no it doesn't yeah um, yeah and you just gotta you know find your I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Find your spot though, because no one's. Yeah, because did you feel like yeah. you were the right fit straight away? I mean, obviously you're gonna do it. Yeah. 
but did, say like two years ago before you ever thought about being on the daily show yeah. did you think did you ever think about what you would do if you were on the daily show like were you aware of what you might want to do even when you no, got i didn't gig? think i didn't think i would like because i'm not i'm not the colbert or Carell or anything but then that goes to the daily shows change right so it's not Colbert and Corel and and Cordry and all those guys anymore. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not a white newscaster. Like obviously I don't fit into that. Yeah. But um, uh, like I said, 2016. Now there is like, oh yeah, we want to see. Like we want to see Asian guy present the news because it's we've never seen it. it's ridiculous. Like to see this guy from outside America just commenting on like. Like this is fuck. What the fuck is this? Like yeah. just just shitting on America. Well, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, but you're confident that you have that voice. No, I don't. No, no. I'm still I'm still trying to find it. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm still trying to find because it. Because there is a like the the I main host. Yeah. Is also not American. Yeah, yeah. And, but a recent arrival too. Yeah. More than. Well, he's been here a couple of years to be fair, but sure, he's still yeah, relatively new. Relatively new in sure. the sense that he took over the. Sure. I spoke to so John Oliver about this. I went to his office to just pick John Oliver's brain about how to be a non-American correspondent on The Daily Show, which mm. is... Which he started out as. Yeah. yeah. And he, he told me it took him two years to feel comfortable in America. Oh, really? He said, he, said, he said it took him two years to learn the country and learn the nuances of like the social interactions and the, the just the, you know, how to do comedy here. And I'm like, okay, well, that's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. But the great thing about well, uh, we'll just backtrack on yeah. John Oliver for yeah. a sec. Is when he figured that out. Yeah. I mean, I thought he figured it out pretty quick. But yeah. when he figured it out, the great thing was he was able to take his sort of Eurocentric, social democratic, natural mindset and chuck a spanner in the works of the general American consensus. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, have you any sense at all of what your spanner in the works might yeah, be? Yeah. Now that you mention it. Because I come from, you know, now that you made, when you put it that way, that that actually makes me think of something. Because I come from quite conservative Asian countries, man. It's conservative there. Like, yeah. we don't, like, Singapore is conservative. Malaysia is conservative. Like, we, if you have drugs, we, they kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but this government is the law. They have to kill you if you have drugs. They have to kill you if you have guns. If you have a gun, they have to shoot you with that gun. <laughs> They have to put you yeah. to death. It's a death penalty. And so it's very socially conservative like that. And so maybe that's the spanner in the works then of like socially but conservative Asian people. maybe there Asian is a play people. on that. Yeah. Soci socially conservative Asian person. It's weird though. Like I said, they don't want to, uh, it's tough to be, to give nuance like that, you know. It's weird because you're the, maybe that's a way to do it now that I'm thinking about it. Because in, um, in America, you're the minority. So you should be fighting for social, you know, change and progress. But then in Asia, you're conservative. So, when you come to America, you're like a social conservative, but you're, if you're conservative, you, you can't, you're like fighting against your own interests a little bit. Yeah. It's funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's an interesting clash. Yeah, it is a clash. But, 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 but I think in terms of the holding a mirror to society yeah. thing, every outsider has a chance to show something that, um, that a culture doesn't see. And yes. even though that has led to plenty of hack jokes, yes. also, <laughs> it has also led to plenty of... Insightful. Very insightful things yes. that you just don't see. Yes. Like you will see things I don't see. Sure. And that's that's natural. I already have two bits on America about that. Yeah. So there you go. Um, what, what 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 are the things? It's about, that it's about sneezing. About how people here, like when you sneeze in America, everyone has to like bless you and like it's a yeah, big well, that's situation. that's a Western. Yeah. It's a Western thing, and also about how in America there's so much like waste of like packaging, and no oh, one yeah. sees it. They fuck they, man. They lick forts once and throw it away, and it's like no one cares about the amount of 
the amount of packaging you produce for one meal if you order takeaway or delivery yeah i'm like how is they this double bag it double triple bag it they have like like containers of every sauce they give you like th- ten thousand napkins yeah so yeah that would never fly in in um in in malaysia that's for sure yeah uh, but it's interesting too about the social conservative thing because I did want to ask you about that. You know, sometimes when we chat, I go like, "Oh yeah, so Ronnie doesn't fit a hundred percent the the typical sort of left leaning sure. com- comedian." Yeah, and and like that's an interesting voice, the socially conservative English speaking Asian. Voice. <laughs> yeah, it might be too much in one package, though. Too much. No, I one. know, but I mean, do you yeah. ever? D- like yeah, it are, comes down common. Are, are there any quick yeah? Are there any quick examples that you think immediately of like wow? I I I don't fit the consensus. Yeah, I said I I had, used to have a bit about how every, anyone under twenty five is stupid, and they should shut up because they don't know what they're talking about. And I I, I think I dissed Occupy Wall Street about like oh really? I think I said something like um, I like I've got a degree in commerce and a degree in law from one of the best universities on the planet, but please lecture me on the on the global financial crisis. Like I really need to learn from you. <laughs> like how yeah. this happened yeah so I, I had a bit about that like how, how did that go down it went down well yeah because i i wasn't shitting on people i wasn't shitting on i wasn't sh- i don't think i wasn't shitting on the movement against it i was shitting on people who are trying to lecture people like i understand the problem you know like i know what the uh, I, well at least i understand the problem better than someone who hasn't been to university to you know you're trying to examine this really complex global financial system and maybe I don't know it, but I, I'm betting that you don't know more about it than I do. That, that's yeah. the joke. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I guess sometimes I, I, I get the take, certainly, yeah, yeah. of the where do you get the confidence yeah. to go out <laughs> and, and lecture me on this thing? Like yes. I, yeah. So that, that was the bit. The bit is more shitting on people who go around lecturing people when they. Yeah. But I, 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 there's def- I think there's an ear for that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but, but, uh, but, yeah. But I mean, I also think that like if you take a position and you put out a good you know, like a, a good argument yeah. about it. Yeah. And it's funny. It doesn't matter whether people yeah. agree or disagree. It's, I think it's so. a good, it's, it's a good, good humor. Yeah. And I like to think majority of people can laugh at something that even disagrees with their sensibilities. If they know it's a, you know, comedy bit, it's, in a, you know, there's a limit to how far they'll, 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 they'll go, but they'll, they'll take it. Like Colin Quinn is a very, is quite right wing. Like some of these comics. And I love Colin Quinn, by the way. I think he's super funny, but he yeah. can go quite well at, at by commit by by uh, New York standards, he's a right wing dude, right? Yeah. And um, um, and he's still funny, you know. He'll 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 talk about um uh, the need for industrial revolution, <laughs> that like how good it was, and like you know like why are we why are we saving the animals? Like they want smile enough to you know it's just joking about oh stuff yeah, like that. Oh yeah, he takes those positions. Yeah, yeah, he takes those positions, and he's funny, and and I I like to think like majority like eighty percent of human beings can take that joke and just say yeah it's a joke whatever it's funny you know and then there's like that five percent who just have to be like no you can't say that ever and then you know it's just they start complaining and ruin yeah. the art form yeah <laughs> and then yeah but then on the flip side you arrive in america at this crazy time uh-huh. where the the sort of radical right so to speak or certainly the alt-right yeah. as they call it are yeah. getting this voice in donald yeah. trump yeah and despite the fact that clearly over the last two weeks even mm. though we knew this already yeah He's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, he's a crazy person. Yeah. He's an unqualified idiot. Yes. Somehow he managed to get this far. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to win because yeah. I don't want to be that idiot yeah. that would dismissed him too quickly. Right. But yeah. So it, it is also an interesting time yeah. to, to to arrive and then go. Oh. Yeah. M- maybe you got to be careful with what you say. Oh. 
Do you? I thought Donald Trump is about say anything you want. Yeah, no, I and know. Then no, half no, the people no, vote for him, so that yeah, means yeah, that half the people. Yeah, are like, no, but what I mean is, I guess uh, you have to try to encourage people to not think it's okay to think some of the things that right. he's saying. Sure, I I do think that um, I, I do think that this whole yelling at people to not say anything offensive. If you do that enough, you you will create a Donald Trump. If you keep, I mean, I feel like he was kind of created by the left, extreme left people, by yelling instead of like listening to what people have to say, just yelling at people being racist or being that 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 dismiss them as homophobic or insult them as being ignorant, and then you do that for five years, and then Donald Trump comes on. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, what I, mean? Yeah, I think there's more to it, but I understand what you mean about this yeah. sense of if you constantly just berate yeah, at, people at, with labels. Yeah. Sometimes they or, look or sh- silence them. You know, try to silence them. Like, hey, you can't say that. Don't say it. Don't say anything like that. Don't say anything like that. Instead of like actually trying to figure things out, you know, then I think that you you have eventually someone will get angry. That's the outright. They get angry at being told what not to say. And then they have a champion. Donald Trump that comes out and yeah, it's like finally, <laughs> yeah. yeah, finally some guy who's willing to fight these bastards who keep calling. I I honestly think that that's what you I think mean. that's part of it. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe not all of it. No, right, no, no. I don't think it. it's all of it, but I think yeah. it's a fair enough thing to say that yeah. it's part of it. Yeah, yeah, because I think, um, like, because he obviously always says the thing. People say, oh, Donald Trump says the things we're all thinking. Yeah, like, no, he says the things that you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. But you haven't felt like it's okay to think that. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> and now some guy says it's okay. Yeah. And also, my, my okay, here's another point that's a little bit right. Which, well, I don't know if it's right. I just think it's reasonable, which is like you go, you ask people, like I have this bit now about how like good thing yelling in an echo chamber will stop Donald Trump because then we'll, we'll say. Sorry, say that again? Good thing yeah, yelling in an echo chamber will stop Trump because that's all we're doing here. We're just yelling in an echo chamber. You know, like all we're doing is just yelling among people who agree that Donald Trump is an idiot. Yeah. So we're not changing anything. Like if you really wanted to not elect Donald Trump, you know what you do? You go speak to a Donald Trump supporter and actually ask them and convince them to not vote for him. But you can't do that because you're too fucking set in your ways. Like, you can't just... Like, because that's the real solution. If you... How much do you not want to elect Trump? If you go... Who here doesn't want to elect Trump? Yeah. Who here really doesn't want to elect Trump? Yeah. Who here is willing to speak to a Trump supporter and convince them to not vote? And everyone's like, no, we can't do that. It's too stupid. Like, that, yeah. You know what I mean? If you really wanted to stop him, the only way to stop him is to convince his supporters that he's an idiot. But you don't want to do that. You just want to point and yell, and then we'll make jokes on Facebook, and then yeah. we all move on with our lives. Like, you know. Yeah, I guess, I, I, I guess the feeling, though, is that he's shown himself to be an idiot so many times, yeah. but people refuse to yeah, and so let go. And the, isn't the reasonable, I know it's idiotic, right? isn't the reasonable kind of benevolent, higher evolved way of thinking to be like, okay, so what is going on here? Like, why is this guy such an idiot and people still believing him? What is it? Can we speak to those people and be like, hey, listen, I know you're feeling like this, but this isn't the way, you know, this is the way. This yeah. is a better way to do it. You know, it's a toughie because it's not just America. There's, a, there's an international consensus yeah. amongst large groups yeah. of people that yeah. immigration is bad. Yeah. So sure, yeah. that's a toughie. Yeah. As technology makes it easier and easier to travel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're always going to have a problem with the movement of people. I agree. Right? It's number one. Yeah. Number two, there's a huge sense of inequality and unfairness yeah. in society, whether yeah. it's, you know, it's backed up by numbers, you know, yeah. but like everyone has their own take yeah. on the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Right. So all those, like those two major things yeah. are out there. So, 
even and those are concerns which you should be speaking to people about right like as in going like oh you you're unhappy you vote for trump because you're unha- unhappy about inequality and you want to fuck the system yeah so like, let's talk about that like what's wrong how did the system fuck you how can we fix this you know yeah obviously easier said than done like it's easier to sit yes. down and, yeah but no one wants to do that i know well because right. i guess the the problem is that people say yeah and somebody like hillary clinton is saying to me you're worried about the, the system fucking you how can we fix it? And they Let's go, yeah, go for the you've system. Been, you've been part of the yeah. system. You're, yeah, you are the, the system. Yeah, yeah that's that. I, I, I hear you. I know. It's a dilemma. Yeah, it is. It is a dilemma. Um, it's interesting. It's even bigger dilemma to be funny about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, global bread, Brexit is pretty funny. Everywhere around the world, all white people countries are Brexiting except for Canada. Canada is the only one who's not Brexiting. Australia has elected like a, their own Donald Trump, Pauline Hanson. Yeah, well, she yeah, she's gotten m- more powerful Again, she, she got first elected. time in like yeah, sorry, yeah, but yeah. what I mean is that oh, that, she's back to just, prominence, yeah, 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 yeah. Th- but that she's not the leader; she's just sure. got elected in. Sure. Was she in Queensland again? Yeah, Queensland. Yeah, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we got Brexit, obviously, and then you got Donald Trump. In Far right party, yeah, but yeah. far right parties in, the, in 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 Europe also, yeah, have been doing well. Yeah, yeah so it's no, global the, the, Brexit. <laughs> yeah, the whole white world. But I, I, I global trumping. I don't know what you call it. Maybe I should pitch that. There's a global movement of um, right-wing dudes coming out and going, hey, it's not PC, but this is the deal. Yeah. Yeah. So do you uh, think, as an Asian, Yeah. do you think it's part of white people's concern that they might not be as dominant in the 21st century? I, I feel like in America, it's more like, fuck the world, let's just be America. So mm. it's not so much we want to dominate China, it's more like, Fuck just stop fucking with us. I think that that seems to be the consensus in America, right? It's like stop stop fucking with us. Even though they're fucking with you because you fucked with them first. Yeah. But yeah, isn't yeah, there yeah. that bit of like isolationist in America? Yeah, like, there's a bit like of why are we helping these people? Why are we why are our troops there? Why are we always you know the, the peacekeepers? Police, yeah, the yeah. police the policemen of the world. Yeah. So uh, let's just can we fix ourselves? Why are we giving aid to these people? Why why our airports are shit? We should fix our airport, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's not so much wanting to dominate other people, right? It's more like let's just be America. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean it's interesting. Yeah. So do you think because you're such an international dude? Yeah. You know, like Malaysian, yeah. Singapore, China, Australia, Chinese, America. Yeah. Do you feel that you are more of an example of the future? Um, that and and that that might be. <laughs> I don't mean people are afraid of you, but oh. there's just a more global like that. You're you're the perfect example of the power of the globalized world, right? More more like the grass is always greener world, right? Always <laughs> just fucking jumping around, indecisive as fuck. Um, yeah, may, maybe. I mean, if people, I mean, Trevor said this. Trevor said the cure to all this ignorance is travel. Like if you can travel and see other people and hopefully you come back a bit more evolved right so yeah hopefully people can travel as much as i did and be like oh yeah everywhere oh, is terrible le- le- <laughs> <laughs> there's, 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 less, there's less to fear yeah there's less to fear and it's like oh yeah everywhere is terrible there's no green, greener pastures and uh, i should try to make where i am right now better because there's no hope um no i mean i think yeah traveling around and you meet other different people and you start to um yeah obviously you can empathize with other people more i think like, I can empathize with people from China. I know what they're feeling. I can empathize with people from Australia. I know what they're feeling. Uh, I'm not sure if I can empathize with Americans. I like to say I can, but I mean, I've only been here one year, so yeah. what do I know about it? Um, British people? I can empathize with comics coming here. I can do that, like international yeah, yeah, comics. Sure. Yeah, So. So just my last question, because yeah. obviously I... I Please, I, I hope this was funny enough. It fucking got it serious. Just, I, no, dude, it's, it, this was great. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? What were the other ones in? <laughs> 
<laughs> now you're fucking dissing on my podcast. No, I don't See, know. Now, what's the, the, now that the face is done, uh, yeah, here face comes, is done. Here, here comes, comes the, the Asian diss. criticism. Yeah. Here comes the Asian. I'm, I'm trying not, to get better. Not good enough. Not good enough. This is it. No, Riley, come on. It's super interesting. Okay, first I hope all, so. Jeez. First of all, you're the first Asian I've had on. Right, I've, heard, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah, you're the first Asian I've had on. Yeah. Uh, you're you're the first person that works on an American political satirical show. Sure. Well, Very specific. Me, there's loads of things. What? Okay. What? You want to tell funny stories? Yeah. We I should mean, just, I'd love. We should I just honestly talk shit for one no, hour. No, but uh, no, but I I I I mean, I don't. I hate making you repeat stories, but I do always find it really interesting. No, please. The story about your parents coming to your first show, but that's just like a bit. Really. Oh, in 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 Singapore. Yeah, just because it's you know like it's it's so interesting that you just went off and did this thing. Your dad wanted to be in the service, and then yeah. You come back a successful comic. And well, I don't know about successful comic, but yeah, I came back and then they came to watch it. And um, yeah, they just, uh, they, w- they didn't want to come because they didn't want to give me pressure. My mom was like, don't, uh, we, don't, we don't have to come. I don't want to give you pressure. And I was like, yeah, you keep saying that. You're really giving me pressure right now. The more, <laughs> the more you say that, it's like, can you just come and just, just, sit, just watch it be normal? It'll be fine. Trust me. It'll be okay. I, like, like worst case, you just leave and don't acknowledge me. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, and then they came to watch it. And then uh, what happened at the end of it? Oh yeah, they were like, I was, at the end of the show, I did that thing. Where I was like, hey, my dad. They never watched me. They've never seen me perform live before. And where are they? It was my dad. And my dad was like, over here. And then my mom was like, yeah, I'm over here. And it's like, oh yeah, they're the best parents. They give them a round of applause. And then that was it. Yeah, that was the end of the show. I tried to. I did that again, and I tried to record it. I couldn't get recorded. Because I, I got that Des Bishop uh, emotional family moment. Try to capture that. Oh yeah, for that's my special. A skill. That's a skill that, that you. Uh, <laughs> that's a skill that you learn over time, which is all real experiences in my life have to be turned into a television <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, I tried to take that lesson. I couldn't execute yeah, well because it's too dark. The Asian parents accept artistic son moment. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny when I got a Daily Show. Because I don't tell my parents anything anymore because... The, your, your set list was written on the back of two diplomas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, when I got the show, I didn't tell... I told my dad... I told my parents, like, hey, I think I'm moving to America. I got this job on this American TV show. And they're like, oh, what, what show? I'm like, oh, it's The Daily Show. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then, like, the next day they called and was like, hey, so when are you starting on The Everyday Show? And then, <laughs> And then I was like, oh, it's the day show. It's starting. I'm starting like in a month. And they're like, oh, so what are you, like the host? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just a correspondent. And they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, correspondent means like you help the host in comedy bits. Like you, you, you kind of, you know, do bits with the host and all that. And he was like, and my dad was like, oh, okay. Hey, May, he's just a sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> Is that 100% true? Yeah, that's 100% true. Yeah, he said <laughs> it, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm just a sidekick. Are, yeah. you, doing, are you doing that in, the, in your own bits now? I started to do it. But yeah, I started to do that bit. And then what happened was a month later. But it's funny if you do really bad Asian voices for your parents. Oh, okay, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to take it to the next yeah. level, then you have to like be. And then a month later, my dad will come back to me and he like researched everything about The Daily Show. Like he knew how much Jon Stewart made. <laughs> like he, he fucking was like, oh man, this guy gets paid more than, more than uh, this guy, like Letterman or whatever, whatever that num- number was. And I was like, yeah, he's pretty big. Yeah, it's a, it's a decent show. He's like, okay, go. Cool. And he, <laughs> it became this other thing. But the funny thing about my parents is that they only, they only think I've done something well if they hear it from a third party. Yes. So I don't know if that's the same with you, but. Well, it certainly meant a lot to my dad, particularly if like somebody said it to him. Right. So they would never accept, like if I told them I was doing something, something went well, they would never, they would, they, they find it very hard to believe it. And I know this sounds like I'm being a resentful kid, but. 
there is an element of like, if you tell them they don't believe that it was as good as you said, they would think that you're just selling them like marketing. And so I just stopped telling them everything because it was like, there's no point. There's nothing that you can't impress them. And also the truth isn't impressive. And, and if you exaggerate it, they, you know, they, and I'm, I'm not one to exaggerate truths anyway. So I just stopped telling them. And then what happened recently was I went on a Todd Berry podcast and I talked about getting on the daily show and Todd Berry was like, Oh my God, you've been on for seven years too much too soon. And then my dad listened to it for some reason. He would start when I came back to Singapore. He was like, "Man, this this senior comic in New York, this guy was saying how Ronnie got everything too quickly. Like he's really good." And I'm like, "You need Todd Barry <laughs> to tell you that before you believed it? Like I've been telling you this the whole time, and you didn't give a fuck." And then now Todd Barry says, "Yeah." It. yeah. Todd then I I I got into the Singapore newspaper, the Straits Times, like a big article about it, about how I got on the Daily Show, and my mom like sent me an email and she took a picture of it. She's like, oh, now that you've made it and we're so happy for you and blah, blah, we didn't know if you could make it but now you made it, blah, blah. I'm like, what do you mean now that I've made it? Like, th this shit happened, this has been happening like, like, all the stuff they're talking about happened over the last seven years. The only difference is that now it's in a newspaper. No, it's in the yeah. Straits Times. Now it's in the Straits Times. Like, what do you mean now that I've made it? I've been doing this for seven years now. <laughs> And then yeah, I got it got a bit contentious. <laughs> I got a bit angry. Oh, not yeah. that's very not yeah. Asian of you, bro. Oh, dude, we uh, oh, dude, filial piety. Um, I think I take care of them, but yeah, we just we 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 definitely like we get get into it with um uh just comedy stuff because they'll they'll give me like really weird advice that's wrong. Like they'll ask me to like you should read your comments. And try to take some feedback. Oh. Which is like, that's the dumbest shit. That's yeah. fucking Chinese, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, God, I am not kidding. Yeah, yeah. You. Like, why don't you Chinese? take feedback? My mom just said, why don't you take feedback? This is feedback, right? I'm like, no. It's, I've got a bit about this. About how, like, this guy said, you're not fucking funny. Go kill yourself, you fucking faggot. And I'm like, this isn't constructive criticism. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew I was gay. Yeah. You have to take this off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the bit. Is that now I go go on stage and shoot my kill, shoot myself in the head while fucking a dude. I don't <laughs> know how to. I don't know how to use this information. Yeah. But that's very Asian, you know, because I I I told people it, that in China after gigs they all sit around and tell each other what they did wrong. Right, right. Thinking that that's gonna make them better. Right. Despite the fact that if eight comedians are standing in a circle and they've all done a show, yeah. the one that had the shittiest gig is gonna hate the guy that had the best gig. So of course he's gonna oh. shit over the best. Yeah, so instead good. of them having constructing criticism, it was just a big, just assembly of people dealing with their own emotions <laughs> by, by fucking with other people. Oh fuck, really? But yeah, but it's not even objective. Of course it's not objective. What criticism is, but like the the thing is that for some reason Asians feel like. Well, I think there's something in Asian culture that suggests that criticism is uh, is the ultimate way to evolve. Okay, that's interesting because I I like to think I can you know I like to hear criticism. I don't like to hear it, but I like to think that I'm evolved enough where I can like oh yeah, but like if someone I respect, I'm like yeah, I want to know what I can do better. You know, I I didn't think that was an Asian thing, but no, no, no. But I just think it's funny that your parents yeah. were like you should read the mom comments. is like read the comments like this is feedback. I don't understand. She, she, we just had a message I, and I always tell her that this is dumb like you can't read this stuff because it's, it's a different kind of communication uh, and she just can't understand it she's like isn't this feedback like from your fans like why don't you listen to feedback you know she just can't understand that no you, sometimes you just gotta go fuck the world and then this is what it is and fuck all of you like she can't understand that attitude 
which is uh yeah it's difficult in comedy because you've got to have that <laughs> you got you can't listen to everybody you can't what are we gonna do 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 comedy by committee the fuck you got people yeah. vote on punchlines on Twitter, on, on whatever the thing is, what Snapchat, whatever it is, vote if if you like it, screenshot, and then I'll. This is the punchline. I'll count how many screenshots there are, and then that that's the punchline. But do you, do, you, do you think that that's still a bit in you, the wanting to please your parents, or no? I th- I think so, but I definitely have stopped, like telling them. I I never told them any news about me because it just couldn't, you know. It, they couldn't accept whatever it was was going on. Like I told my dad that I won the best newcomer at Melbourne Comedy Festival in 2012 for my one-hour show. My first one-hour show, I got the best newcomer award, and I told him, like, "Oh, hey, I just did this one-hour show and went pretty well. Like I won the best newcomer award." And my dad was like, "So, like, so what? Like you, like you think this is gonna? What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. How much did you make? What you only made like 12 grand? Like, what the fuck? Like what are you talking about? You know?" <laughs> and that was like that was it. Yeah, I was like, "Okay, I'm, they're not tell you anything then." Yeah. He said, yeah, he was like, so what? Like, what does that mean? You know, uh, no, he wasn't even, yeah, he wasn't even like, so what, like, didn't understand it. He was so what, like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Yeah. Best new, what, th- and do you give him the benefit of the doubt that he truly doesn't understand? Or do you, gi- or do you I try to, yeah. But do you also think that that's just the type of parents that they are? I try to give him, I talked to my, my, my Australian manager about it and he was like, he was like, you got to understand, like, they don't get it, man. They don't get what's going on. They don't know. And it's true. They don't know what's going on. They, they're like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's literally, like, alien to them that, well, it's not that alien. They, they know who Seinfeld is, you know, so it's not completely alien. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> no My pressure. mom's always like, yeah, just, why do you always have to swear? Don't swear. Be like Seinfeld. Wear a suit. So I, <laughs> when, when, I, when I came back for Singapore, when I did the gig in Singapore after I got the Daily Show, I, did, I, I already scheduled in a, a theater show in Singapore so I came back I wore a suit and I went on stage and the daily show suit and I was like so my mom keeps saying stop swearing and to wear a suit I can tell you one of those two things is going to be happening tonight <laughs> and I was wearing the suit and I just Im- the first thing I said was like people on Facebook are so fucking stupid and I just went into it a little bit yeah um, yeah so I don't know I mean that whole that whole thing th- I think with my parents it's easier to just shut up and achieve things than it is to talk about your plans to achieve things which yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I think that's instilled in me this whole thing about don't talk about what you're gonna do just fucking do it like don't talk about how you're gonna make a podcast and whatever you're gonna you know you're gonna it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be about this just shut up and do it and that's that's I think that's kind of where I got that from yeah and do you th- this is my last question. Yeah. Because you, you really, the last 10 minutes you've been on fire. On fire, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> since, Kudos since, to you. Since you thought that you hadn't done good enough, yeah. you have killed it. Oh, cool. <laughs> but uh, I, just, I, I just wonder, do you think culturally, and this is in a, you don't have, if this is not answerable, don't worry about it. Do you think culturally that's part of what's behind Asian success and even the stereotype of Asians achieving. Do you think that is in your culture? The fact that you just said, just shut up and achieve. Yeah. That that is just that is what has to be done. Do you think that is culturally in I think so. But there's also a culturally like just like any every culture in Chinese people, there is an element of showing off. So that specifically shut up and achieve isn't showing off, you know what I mean? So that might be just a family thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they're just like not impressed. No, because people always ask. They always go, why? Our agents good in school yeah. and all these things. And I'm just I'm just throwing it out. I there. think it I mean it has to be something of your parents making you achieve, whether it's to show off or it's shut up and achieve. Right? Either of those two, yeah. right? They're both about achievement. So yeah, there's definitely is something to that, right? Like you gotta you gotta get it together, man. Like um 
you know, we we're working, we're working, so you don't have to work. You know, we, you don't worry about money. Just shut up and study. That's your one thing. Just shut up and study. Like if you do not get this, and the only way you can be guaranteed, I'm talking guaranteed fucking teed of a good living, is to be a doctor. That's the only way you can guarantee. You can get fired from anything. You cannot be fired from being a doctor unless you do something horrible and kill someone. Yeah. But <laughs> um, you cannot be fired by being a doctor. So that's that's all it is. It's like just be a doctor. Just be a doctor. You'll have job security. You'll have respect. White people will respect you. You know, like you'll you'll find you'll find a partner easily because you you can make a living. You will never have. You'll never want for anything if you just shut up and be a doctor. And the way to be a doctor is to study. Yeah. I know that sounds dumb, but that's really what it is. It's like, just be a doctor. <laughs> Can you just be a doctor? <laughs> just you, do that. Why are you doing yeah. this to me? <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing this? Just Can you be a doctor? Just be a doctor. Doctor. Heal people. <laughs> just do it for money. Can you but just... You, but do you also think, do you also think that the Confucius thing of filial piety, honoring your parents, do you also think there's an element of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, um... So why would you want to disappoint your parents by yeah, doing something. what they don't want it, you to do? Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they kind of, they kind of gave birth to you, and then they, they raised you up, they, they made you, they kept you alive, so you got, you owe them, right? Uh, which, I don't know, white people don't have that, right? White they don't have it. White people's like, you chose to make me... So fuck you. That's on you. That's on you. <laughs> That's on you. And then when and then uh, the parents are like, when you turn eighteen, get the fuck out. <laughs> it, 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 it's so it's it's so like uh, what's what like it acrimonious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so content from birth. It's like oh, there's so much already so much resentment. There's no harmony. Yeah. <laughs> there's no harmony. Yeah. There's no. There's harmony, no harmony. Bro. But then also, you know, the Chinese side. Like, is there harmony there? fucking the appearance of harmony like there's a lot of friction there like so but that's the goal that's the word that's used most harmony harmony what is it, what is it? no well i forgot that that, yeah. that harmonious word is so important in yeah Chinese. yeah it is but then let's just like any other culture just like any other race there's a lot of keeping up for appearances you know like yes, like well, i think the illusion of illusion harmony. of harmony it's like we can't we gotta show, look like we're harmonious like and it, like the reality you know under the surface like it doesn't matter. Like, there's always problems, you know? Mm. There's always problems. Every family doesn't matter. You could have fucking five kids. All of them are sons. All of them are neurosurgeons. And there's still going to be fucking problems. I guarantee you that, <laughs> you know, there's under the surface, there's shit going down. Like, yeah. I, well, I just think, <laughs> without getting too intellectual about yeah. it, the great cultural difference there is the enlightenment, you know, like the, the enlightenment, the reformist thinkers yeah. created this concept of, you know, individualism yeah. is something to be celebrated and yeah. that pervades western culture sure and it didn't really influence asian culture as much no it didn't and that 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 is definitely i love the dynamic but that is a great cultural divide sure which was very well articulated by you in terms of you know kids are born it's like you had me you just thought that me and then parents yeah. are like 18 get the fuck out of yeah, my yeah, house yeah yeah you know, that is that is the, that's that on is, you guys for yeah. fucking you had one good night it's not on me it's that's on you guys okay you chose to do it without condom and then now you gotta deal with this and the parents are like, oh, that one, get the fuck out of the house. Yeah, but that's yeah. it. I mean, that, that's one of the great divisions between East and West. Yeah, that Asian kids Which thing. I never knew until I moved to China. That is a quick synopsis, cool. which brings us to the end of our wonderful yeah. chat. Yeah, <laughs> thanks so much. Why didn't you do a podcast earlier? What took you so long to make a podcast? This is great. You should be doing, like, what took you so long to do it? Laziness. What the fuck? 
you know, know that also, there you know, is not one Irish person alive who doesn't know your name. Yeah, I know, but that's fine, Ronnie. But like, it literally just took it took me a little bit of time to realize its simplicity, and also just like finding a reason to start. And now I started, and now I love it, and that's fine. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> but, but 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 thank you so much. Okay, thanks for having me, man. I mean, you were you, you, it was thanks, just so great to thanks chat. Thanks for coming to my house. Thank you for having me. Okay. But you definitely should have turned the heat off. I am saturated. Oh, dude, I am from the tropics. This is normal okay. temperature. Yeah. Thank you, Ronnie. <laughs> So thanks very much to Ronnie uh, for hosting me in his apartment and uh, having a great chat. Um, also, thank you, the listener, for coming back to us. We've got some exciting podcasts coming up. Actually, uh, today, this afternoon, I'm recording a podcast with Kevin Brennan, who does the Misery Loves Company podcast. And today is a Jewish holiday in, in well, in, I was going to say in America. It's a Jewish holiday in the world, but it's a big deal, particularly in New York. Uh, kids don't go to school. You know, it's a, it's, it's just, uh, it's a proper holiday here. And Kevin's podcasting partner, Lenny Marcus, can't record today because of the Jewish holiday. So Kevin has asked me to do his podcast uh, while at the same time doing my podcast. So we will both be uh, putting up the podcast as our own. So it's a sort of a joint Misery Loves Company Des Bishop podcast production. So I'll be doing that this afternoon. So I'll be getting that up uh, possibly Thursday possibly next monday it depends when he wants to put his up and uh, so uh that's fun and uh we'll have ahmed ahmed coming up to discuss all issues around growing up as a arab speaking american and uh there will be plenty more in the future thank you so much for listening leave a comment leave a five-star review on itunes spread the word tweet me at des bishop facebook me facebook.com forward slash des bishop snapchat me des buffer and Instagram at Des Bishop. And please keep all the love coming. And I look forward to chatting again. Until then, have a lovely week. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.